0: Are you ready? Because it's time. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is on the air. Featuring the jack of all trades and master of none, Joel. Does anyone else smell fried chicken? Couldn't have picked a shorter podcast name. That's like a mouthful right there.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 168. I am your host, Joel, and I know it's been a couple weeks, but I am back and ready for action. As it were, we're going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point because I am running a little behind what I wanted to be my schedule for today, but I got hooked up, uh, hooked up, held up, making bagels. Yes, I, uh, am a, a cook, and I have been a... Uh, cook of sorts for well, not most of my life because when I was a kid, I uh, well, I was alone a lot, so my idea of of cooking was you know putting bacon grease and eggs with cheese or uh, you know mixing two slices of alvita with some green Tabasco sauce to make nacho cheese. So you know little things like that. But since then I've grown and uh, when I owned my own restaurant for a while, I was the primary cook and uh, did all of the. Uh, preparing for all of the patrons preparing preparation for the patrons that's an alliteration so anyway um so that was taking up most of my time and i have to say came out really really good i am uh, fairly impressed because i'm not a baker at all baked a box cake once and and uh, was pretty mediocre at best so if you want to know my secret recipe just go to type in to google wiki how w-i-k-i-h-o-w bagels and there you go have at it uh, easy recipe lots of steps takes two days um, anyway so if you're new to this show welcome uh, it's always looking for new listeners and uh, we're going to talk about everything kind of all in one lump sum like i said i'm kind of pressed for time so i do two other shows besides this one and then i write for a fourth so if you want to check out any of these shows just go to facebook.com type in the name of the show and you can find that you can also find me on facebook just look up joel Happy Pants hour K P A N T S. uh there's email and voicemail numbers and addresses for all the shows we'll go over those briefly but uh this one is my sixth song musical mixtape which uh, you will find out soon enough this week focusing on the band basement and uh, their upcoming release will be coming out soon I also do a show called FortiGoing on 14 with, them, with the Mike, with Mike, Pat, and Josh, uh, which is a nostalgia cast. We talk about things then and now. There's three weeks of shows that have dropped by the time you hear this, so go check all of those out. The Christmas episode, the Sylvester Stallone episode, and the other one that I keep forgetting what it was about episode, but uh, those are available on FortiGo14.com, as well as all the usual places where all the shows are available, iTunes, Stitcher, you uh, blueberry. And then that one is also available on the musings of a geek podcast network and streaming Saturdays at noon on geek life radio, uh, the coffin Joe cast with my brother from another mother, kill You can be a third co co-host if you'd like, cause we're always rotating those through, uh, to keep the flavor of the show new and uh, just have a good time with people that we like to talk to, uh, that you can find on uh, all those places I've mentioned as well as Libsyn. If you want to leave a voicemail for, uh, 40 going on 14 you can do so at 708 now wrapped at 708 669 or on twitter at 40 go 14 or gmail 40 go 14 at gmail.com coffin joe cast 661 uh, at six six one four three kwjo or coffin joe cast at gmail.com i also write for the creeper cast which is a horror themed podcast as well as a website uh which um is available through CreeperCast.com as well as all of the podcasting places. Um, I do you know, uh, flashback reviews on Saturdays. Sundays are usually a new review. Uh, most of the time it's an independent film, sometimes not. And uh, I also do articles and other things. I've kind of become a primary writer on the show, which is exciting. I mean, I, I am honored to be a part of it, and I love every minute of it because it feeds my horror uh, inner monster, <laughs> as it were. And uh, Jeff and I have a good time talking about scary movies back and forth. Um, um, So uh, as of January 1st, my top 10 horror movies of 2015 was released as well as Jeff's. So go check those out when you get a chance, see what you think. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And I was very excited today because I got a personal message on his birthday, nonetheless, from Jason Lee Howden, the uh, writer, director, and magnificent bastard behind deathgasm uh my number one film of the year which oops spoilers <laughs> and he was uh saying thank you for you know mentioning it in the review so it's the second time he's followed up on it and he's a good dude he's from uh new zealand uh Kiwi-er, so i'm uh, a big supporter of that part of the uh the world i was gonna say continent but um, anyway go check all that out when you get a chance good stuff all the music tonight is provided to us by basement themselves if you like what you hear go to their website buy it from them directly um, they are out of the UK, so I believe it's basement.uk.com or basement.com.uk. I don't remember how that works. Uh, or buy it through iTunes or go to your local record store and order it on vinyl or CD, as well as a new album that's coming out in January, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, check out my blog, A Momentary Lapse with blogspot.com or uh, go to Facebook and look at my old comic strip, Gregory, the Really Angry Robot. Uh, you can find that there. Just look it up and it will pop up in your search. Uh, so the first song we heard tonight was Summer's Colors by Basement, and um, what I've done is I've selected three songs from uh, Color Me in Kindness and three songs from their EP, which is the most recent thing that they've done. Uh, so it's the kind of the this quintessential album for me from them, and then the most recent uh, three-song EP that they've released. So I thought it kind of did a, a good cross-section, but there's other stuff in there. I, I've got all their stuff. I own it, and I love it, but um, these are my two favorite things of theirs so uh the next thing i'm going to hear before we get into the meat of the show is called whole w-h-o-l-e this is off of the color me and kindness full-length album by basement and when we come back we will get going so here we go W-H-O-L-E by Basement. And I thought, as usual, with these specific artist-themed shows, I always like to open up with a bit of discussion about the band themselves because that's always a a good way to kick it into gear. It has been a very busy weekend. We recorded Forty on 14 Saturday morning. I recorded Coffin' Joe cast Saturday night, and then I'm doing this here uh, now. So, busy, busy. It's always busy. But uh, Basement are an English rock band formed in 2009 in Ipswich. Uh, They went on a hiatus following uh, the This Is Goodbye tour in November of 2012. And then on January 29th of uh, 2014, they announced that uh, they were going to be reuniting and the rest is history. It's been a couple years since that announcement. And like I said, the album is coming out here shortly. Uh, It's called Promises Everything. And Promise Everything, excuse me, comes out uh, January 29th, which ironically is the date that they announced it. Two years from the date they announced it. So that is coming up here at the end of the month. I could not be more excited because, uh, to be honest, this is one of the the first bands that I've, well, not first band, but one of the more exciting bands that I've heard in a while. And I don't know whether it's kind of their throwback to um, the 90s sensibility or what, but something about it really, really gets to me. Now, um, the uh, interesting thing, I always compare them to if Engine 88 met Incubus. And Engine 88, you may have heard on the show before I played them uh, in the past. They're a small band that had a one release that I know of uh, that came out back in the uh, mid 90s and uh, I saw, heard them on a um, CMJ sampler fell in love bought the album and really dug it but it's very kind of in the same vein and then you've got incubus uh, which if you listen to it you can kind of get those tinges. There's another band in there somewhere but I can't place who it is If you listen to the whole whole album of color me and Kindness you'd understand but um the the website by the way is basementuk.com i was i was close I had a trouble remembering what it was but um anyway when they first came out in 2009 there's a demo that's out there that's got a it's like a, the map of uh, the london tube system i believe i'm not from there so i'm not sure but uh, when they formed they were following a breakup of another band called this is this in this for fun which I have the EP for them on my phone, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Uh, the album that they released was an EP, I guess, called the Away From Home EP, and then they split up shortly thereafter. So in 2010, they um, Basement released an EP called Songs About the Weather, and they signed to a record label called Run For Cover. They then released a full-length LP called I Wish I Could Stay Here uh, in 2011. They, you know, toured, you know, Australia, they did some American tours and uh, they toured with another band called Daylight, which I have not had a chance to listen to yet. But ever since I started putting this show together, I've been thinking about checking them out because if they're anything like uh, a basement, then it's an exciting thing. But the cool thing about a band like this is that you can hear the progression, you can hear the growth. And if you go back and listen to even the In This For Fun they're a very, it's very like solid already. That band alone has got its own sound and is very, um, it's just, I guess solid is really the best word for it. It's tight, it sounds good. And then when you go to um, the new band and they go back to that demo, it's got a really raw kind of uh, feel, unfinished, unpolished, like they just hadn't quite figured out where they were going yet. And then the songs about the weather is. Um, I mean, uh, you know, starts to show a little bit and then I wish I could stay here is good, but it's not to the point where if I would have heard that it would have stood out. And when I came across their song, bad apple on, I believe it was on music alley before they died. It may have been on, uh, YouTube. when I started using that for searching for other bands. It could have been on Amazon for all I know, but, um, that song immediately got into me, got under my skin. So I I tracked down color me and kindness first, which was released in 2012 Second album, which I've always had really good luck with. Second albums, like Siamese Dream, being kind of the epitome album for me of any band. Um, or Hum second albums. I, you prefer an astronaut. You know, these are ones where they've kind of honed their sound and kind of settled into who they are. And for me, I, it's just from start to finish. It's like every song leads into the next song, and they can listen be listened to independently. But it's a whole record. It's like a forty five minute record. It's a perfect length which I hope you kind of get a good cross-section between what I've played on previous shows, which I think all in all, I've played maybe all but two songs total off the album. Um, but after that came out, they did another tour, you know, they did the UK, United States, and um, then eventually decided they were going to go on hiatus because uh, their guitarist immigrated to the U.S. to work for a run for cover records out of Boston, Massachusetts, ironically enough. Um, and then you know, once that happened, they took some time, kind of figured out what they were doing. And then, uh, of course, like I said, made an announcement they were coming back. Well, once that announcement was made, they recorded uh, the EP, which, you know, was, uh, was actually called Further Sky, which I couldn't remember the name of it earlier. But um, then they, uh, you know, kind of disappeared again. And that was released without any fanfare. Nobody knew it was being recorded. Um and so it was kind of a surprise. And if you listen to that compared to Color Me and Kindness, it's a, it's a whole other direction. It's uh, a lot more, a lot less fuzzy, a lot more poppy, so to speak, a lot more accessible. And it's still got that 90s tinge. It's like they're taking different sections of the 90s and just kind of following the progression as did the timeline. And I don't know if that's intentional or it's just the way that they are progressing as a band, but I like where they're headed. I just wish that there was more to Color Me In Kindness, like a, a special edition with 18 other songs or something, because it's just, it's solid. Um, and, you know, I've, I've read some other articles about them. People kind of relate them to Sunny Day Real Estate or Nirvana or uh, kind of that punk rock, uh, melodic hardcore thing, which I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I mean, eh people even describe it as emo which as any of you long term listeners know I hate that term because what emo was uh, was something completely different than what emo is now if you've got you know floppy hair and you are wanting to cut yourself basically a goth you're considered emo nowadays and that's just not the appropriate term for it and so I don't I don't really categorize it with that I guess you can kind of put them in that post hardcore sound uh, that category but um, they just really don't I just don't see it. I would put it more akin with, like I said, Engine eighty eight meets Incubus, maybe a little, maybe a little Smashing Pumpkins or Sunny Day Real Estate, but overall, just kind of doing their own thing. But it it's firmly rooted in the '90s, which for me, you know, even though I I love everything and I've listened to music my whole life and I've always prided myself on kind of enjoying everything in in either big or small doses. It's obvious that for for me I you know I grew up in the nineties, so a lot of the stuff that's closest to my heart either is specifically from that time period or has a similar sound and as I've kind of done my own progression and found my own way musically, I find myself more um, into kind of the 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 you know the the screaming the loud, soft uh, thing that's going on. And there's uh, some of those bands out there that are still doing the big fuzzy wall of guitar sound, which thank God for that, because it's just it's like music to my ears. Literally, it's literally music to my ears. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said on the show, I think. <laughs> um, but it's it's good to see that it's still out there. And I, I praise these guys for doing something that is probably a little bit against the grain as far as what's popular and I hope that they continue that trend because when Promise Everything comes out, I have a feeling it's gonna be just an amazing record. And the problem is that I'm my concern is that I'm I don't know if it's going to have any sort of real crossover success. Like I don't know if anybody else is gonna get it. And that's kinda of why I decided to do this show is is you know me, I love to share new music. But when it's something I'm passionate about, I'll do a whole show on it because I want you to kind of understand everything about the band, not just the one song that I played that I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's the greatest song ever. I want you to hear what I'm hearing on a daily basis. Cause this, this album, even though I started listening to it several months ago for the past two weeks, solid, maybe a little longer, it hasn't left my, my stereo. Like whenever I'm in the car, that's what I'm listening to. And sometimes even when I'm at home, it's what I'm listening to. Like the other day I was cleaning on, uh, I guess it was Friday. It's, it's what I was listening to most of the day. Um, just on repeat, just the, the one album. Sometimes I'll listen to the other stuff, but it just hasn't, like I said, grabbed me nearly as much. So, yeah, I don't know. I just had to get that out there. I had to share. I hope you guys dig it. Like I said, go to basementuk.com. You can pick up their stuff online. You can buy it from your local record store. You can order it. You can go if you're in the UK. Just run down to your local shop with a an e and pick it up there. <laughs> enjoy and um yeah so let's go ahead and jump into the next song if you are uh, with, familiar with 80s kind of uh england england english bands then perhaps you'll know who suede is but uh, the song is called I- animal nitrate It's a basement uh, cover of the suede song which there's a video for which is kind of freaky if you get a chance check it out it's a, it's a totally different take on the song than what i picture when i listen to it but uh yeah we'll be back in just a few And we are back. That was Animal Nitrate by Basement, covering the suede song from the 80s. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was over the Christmas break, well, not break, <laughs> when you work a job uh, that doesn't have holidays, well, like, you know, like a school, like a teacher does, like a teacher has holidays, not to say that they don't work. Trust me, they're working through their holidays. Um, but, I, you know, for the, the three-day weekend I had, let's put it that way, For the past two weeks, I had a three-day weekend and then another one this week before things just go completely bananas at work. Uh, One of the nights I was hanging out with uh, the in-laws for the Christmas celebration for that side of things. And uh, my nephew sat down and he wanted to to chat with me about podcasting, which I thought was interesting. And I didn't know quite where it was going, but apparently he has decided that uh, he is interested in podcasting and had done a couple of shows with, um, uh, I guess guys that he works with for a kind of a superhero themed podcast, which I tried looking them up on the internet under the names that he gave me, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know if they just I haven't figured out, you know, how to put it in the RSS feed or, um, I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't know if I understand how to do it, but I don't know. They don't seem to be easily found at least through Google, which Google finds pretty much everything. So I'm going to have to pick his brain to see where to find them. But, It's, it's, was fun to be able to talk podcasting with, you know, somebody who's at the beginning of it all, because, you know, for me, I I stumbled into it and I know I've talked about this before and um, probably several occasions, but through knowing Mike and Matt through another mutual friend, Dennis, I met them and, you know, started doing Gregory, the really angry robot for the phone news or Fox news website, FAUX news website That uh, Mike and Matt were running, which is kind of like The Onion, and when that kind of uh, slowly went away, they had started doing a podcast called The Awful Show, and I came on there to be interviewed for my Gregory the Really Angry Robot, then from that interview, started doing a segment, you know, Momentary Lapse with Joel, and then from that segment, got asked on to be a regular co-host, which was probably I want to say like 16 episodes in was when I attend 10th episode was my interview 16th episode I believe is where I became a full-time cast member so there was uh, four of us total Mike uh, Matt Keys and myself and from there it's been a decade-long journey of you know podcasting from the first time I was on where I was talking on a cordless telephone outside to when I got a headless mic headless mic (laughs) A headset mic. <laughs> you have to use this mic while you're headless. Damn it! Um, when I had a headset mic and was doing the show in my living room on my laptop, from there, then you know, going to getting more and more kind of advanced and into it, and eventually having the setup I have now, where I've got you know the the nice uh, podcast mic with uh, the the mixer that I don't know how to use and. A nice setup in the basement. So I've got my own little space to record. So it sounds hopefully pretty good. But, um, you know, it, it's something I don't think about too often anymore because it's just become part of my life. So it's like everyday sort of thing. It's not a weekend. It's not a Thursday night if I'm not podcasting. And, it, and even though the awful show eventually went away after, I want to say, well, I want to say six years, but it might've been four, um, and then going on to the Undercover Unitards and still doing kind of my independent stuff shows. And then from there, uh, you know, going on to the the Coffin Joe cast and then Florida going on 14. I've been consistently podcasting all for just a little kind of period when I was dealing with my mental health issues where I kind of had stopped because I just I couldn't wasn't capable of it. I, it's been pretty straight on for almost 10 years now. And at the time when, when we started, it was still the early days of. Podcasting and, and the celebrities hadn't really dipped their toes in the water and muddied it for everybody else, which, you know, there's a lot of good shows out there that they do, but it it kind of took away the possibility of everyday people really taking it and turning it into something else. I mean, YouTube has allowed people to do that, but podcasting has become so oversaturated because everybody's doing a podcast that it's hard to get noticed unless you have some hook or some sort of special connection or whatever the case may be. And I don't do it because I want to be famous. I don't do it because I want to make money. I do it because I love to do it. I love to talk. I talk for a living. I talk on this mic. I love sharing music. I love making people laugh. I love being creative. And it just, it it feeds into all of those things. So listening to my nephew, who's 23 now, I believe, um, talking about being into the, the first two episodes and how excited he is. And he's already got everything kind of mapped out. And apparently these guys have got these things mapped out too. And, um, I don't know how long they've been doing it—not nearly as long as I have—but I know that they are not newbies to it like he is. But I remember that enthusiasm, like when I first realized, and I got a you know my first email or first comment or voicemail or or whatever from somebody or about something I did, um, and then it just kind of it feeds that need to be loved and to be you know have somebody pay attention to you. And if you're the kind of person that's a little bit introverted or. Uh, kind of does your own thing. It's kind of nice to have that acknowledgement that you're not just there. Um, and so it's, it's a bit of an ego boost. And, and if you're, as long as you're humble about it, it's not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, you could just hear it in his voice that he was excited to get started and to kind of delve into that world and see what it would hold. But at the same time, it was funny because one of the first things he said was, you know, his his girlfriend was there and they mentioned something about, you know, what's the the long-term goal of the show? And, and you know, he's like, well, they want to uh, kind of get advertisers and monetize it. And I had to laugh and I told him, you know, I said, if you're in it for the money, then you're in it for the wrong reason. Because unless you have somebody that steps in and wants to advertise for whatever reason, chances are that the making money out of it or ever doing it to where you could quit your day job is pretty much zero. So I'm not saying don't try. I mean, you're more than welcome to try, but after as long as I've been doing this and the success we had right out of the gate, it's, it's just one of those things where I just, I don't see it being realistic for most people. And for me, I've come to the re- the resolution, the, the idea, the, uh, the, I don't know what the word choice is I'm looking for, but I've come to realize that if you don't just love doing it for the sake of doing it, then don't do it. If you want to do it because you want to be famous, if you want to do it because you want people to pay attention to, if you want to do it because you think you're funny but you're not, if you want to do it because you want to make money, I mean there's so many reasons, wrong reasons to get into it that I see a lot of people start and fail because of that and I'm a member of some podcast groups online and uh, try and help out here and there with other people because I, I want to foster the form, I want people to continue it because I think mainstream radio is dead for the most part. I mean, granted, there are going to be always be daytime talk shows and there's going to be drive time shows and there's going to be news programs. I mean, that's always going to be the case. NPR will never go away. And I don't want it to. But as far as the way it was in the the old days, it's not a thing anymore. I mean, I listen to some of the people that are on the radio and doing shows and I'm not at all tooting my own horn because I know I am an on and an or and say all kinds of things that are just terrible, terrible podcasting, terrible broadcast form. Um, and having gone to school for it, I know it. I know that as a fact. But I do it anyway. Listening to some people doing the same things that I do, but are getting paid however much they get paid—plus they're on the the you know major airwaves and have a built-in audience and all those things. It just—it's kind of shocking to me because back in the day, I used to look at those people and hold them in a higher regard. Like one of the people that really got me excited to be a part of all this was a, um, a broadcaster who now I forget what he's on. He's just a smaller town not a major market kind of guy, but his name's Scott Voorhees. And if you go and, and do a search on Facebook, you'll find him. I'm friends with him. He whispered me a happy birthday every year and vice versa. He's a good dude um, and one of my heroes. And I've told him that because I want him to know uh, how much he's affected me so that he continues to broadcast because I used to listen to him back in the day. And I just I just love his banter. I love the way he does things. And he's very um, self-effacing and, and doesn't, uh, take himself too seriously, and it just does it because he loves it. He's very humble. It's just a good dude, and for me, that's kind of my textbook guideline for how I want to be in in podcasting. And that's why I continue to do it because of people like that. And I tried to convey that to my nephew, and whether it sunk in or not, I don't know. But he's going to find his own way, and I'll be happy to support any way I can, and offer suggestions and and help in any way I can. And I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it was just kind of a fun little realization, kind of like, hey, you know, the torch is being passed, even though I'm going to continue to run with it like hell, and as long as some, as long as anybody wants to listen, so um, let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It is called "Comfort" by Basement. It's off of "Color Me and Kindness," and we'll be back in just a few.
0: sing to
1: by Basement. And I have to say, I uh, during the break, I popped I online and I checked out uh, Daylight, the band, and uh, apparently they have since renamed themselves they're out of Pennsylvania, and ironically enough, which is where the Mike and Matt are out of, and Keys from The Awful Show. Uh, they've now called themselves Super Heaven. So if you get a chance, uh, what I've heard already, I'm, I'm already geeked <laughs> to go check out the rest of their stuff. I know I sound really weird today. I'm in a strange mood. But um, the the band, like I said, Super Heaven and Daylight, apparently they formed in 2008. Look for them on the show maybe next week. I don't know. I'm really digging it. And Again, it's kind of in that uh, 90s kind of, not grunge, but that real kind of thick guitar sound. That's a good word for it, thick, thick guitar sound. Um, yeah, go, go look them up. Uh, they got a couple pages on uh, Bandcamp. So look up Super Heaven Band and Daylight Band. Anyway, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about this week, which, boy, the show is flying by, but got to make dinner here soon. And I'm kind of anxious to have another bagel at some point. (laughs) There's only eight in the recipe. It sucks. I need to double it next time. So I was talking about previously, and probably last year, maybe at some point during the year, uh, New Year's Resolutions, and I talked about it last night with Kill on uh, the Coffin Joe cast, which should be going up here hopefully sometime today, but he's still working on the other two weeks of shows that were behind. It's one of those things where every year people use the first of the year as a way to kind of earmark a change. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if, if you need a set date to make a change in your life, the first of the year is as good as any because it's, it's a time when you're going from, you know, one one period of your life to the next and and it's amazing how much difference a year can make i know for me alone 2015 which will all be uh much more clear soon has been a huge shift uh a lot of transition in this year and a lot of change and it's it's definitely not bad change i think ultimately it's going to be um for the best but you know it's it's been a a very up and down kind of thing and um I have no complaints. I mean, my job's going well. Everything just seems to be heading in, in the right direction uh, for the most part. So it's, it's amazing how much a, a difference a year can make. But when you think about uh, when people make those resolutions, how many people actually keep them? And I'd love to check if there's a uh, listing somewhere online of kind of a percentage, like a pie graph or a chart or an Excel spreadsheet that shows how many people make their New Year's resolution and keep them. And I know for me, uh, like when I quit smoking, for example, I needed to set a date and I read a lot of articles about kind of the people that are most successful, what do they do to have that success? And what I found was, and this is for any of you out there who are cigarette smokers and want to stop. um, And the thing that worked for me was kind of a two part thing. Number one, set a date, pick it about a month in advance and plan on it, mark it on your calendar get your brain wrapped around the concept of that is the last day. Don't don't waver from it. Don't change it. Don't let yourself talk yourself out of it. Uh, set on it. set a date, focus on it and, and hit it. But then the other thing is, is as that date looms closer, you know, because uh, yes, nicotine is addictive. Yes. You know, Philip Morris is, is trying to bend people over and force them to continue to smoke, even though it's killing people. Um, and if you're a smoker, I got nothing against that. Have have fun. I, I there's days that I miss it, and there's a lot of days that I, I don't even think twice about it. But it's it's something that it has a physical chemical addiction to it. But that doesn't mean that it's impossible to quit. That doesn't mean that that's an excuse. That's to me is a, a, the worst reason possible to say I can't quit smoking because I'm addicted. That's crap. Um, it's it's all mental. It's all psychological. Everything in this life that's addictive, there are some things, granted I shouldn't make a blanket statement like that, there are some things that are chemical that you can't overcome, at least not without help, but cigarettes are not one of them in my opinion, so it's all mental, it's all, it's a reward system, it's like Pavlov's dogs, you know, when he would ring that bell and the dogs would salivate because they knew the food was coming, or at least that's what they've been trained same thing with cigarettes. If you go and you have a good meal and afterwards it's like, you know, after a good meal, I want to have a smoke. Then your brain starts saying, okay, well, if I have a good meal, then I get a smoke. Reward system. Ding, ding, ding. Same thing with, um, it's like, okay, I'm going to get in my car and drive somewhere. Well, when I drive somewhere, I have a cigarette. Reward system. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Or like for me, when I uh, was doing it, I worked at the record store. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to go run down to the White Hen Pantry, which is the like a convenience store, to get a a pop or get something to eat or get something for the boss I'm gonna have a cigarette when I take that block long walk down to the white hand pantry ding 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 reward system so it's it's kind of retraining yourself so that when you okay I'm going down to the white hand pantry to get something eh, I don't get a cigarette okay well that sucks but over the next week two weeks you start to retrain yourself and you don't get that 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 uh, saliva you don't get that ding 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 reward anymore when you get in your car you don't have your cigarettes with you or whatever um, it's possible and then in that last week before the deadline you change brands because like with anything most people are brand um, exclusive brand um, that's the word I'm looking for they are specific to it I don't know what the word is. Loyalty. They have brand loyalty. So let's say you smoke camels and then all of a sudden you switch to Marlboros. It's, it's a totally different world. So all of a sudden it doesn't taste right. It doesn't feel right. You've already got your mind set. You've made the changes. You've stopped rewarding yourself the way that you did. And then when the day hits, you're like, man, I'm done with this. Drop it. End of story. Don't look back. So, you know, with any sort of resolution, it's it's all about getting in the right mindset so that you can make that change. It's like if you want to lose weight, it's not a matter of a diet. A diet Im- indicates that you're going to be done. You're going to it's a short-term thing. It's a, it's the worst possible thing you can say when you are going to try and lose weight in my opinion because diet in this world has a connotation that it's it's a limited thing and once you've reached your goal, you don't have to diet anymore. Ta-da, magic. But no, it's not. It's it's a lifestyle change. You have to change everything that you're doing about your life and stick with it. So that you continue to have that success. So when you reach that goal weight, you stay at that weight or you lose more or you start working out and you get muscle. It's it's a, it's a whole change of mind. And it's a, again, it's that psychological, that reward system to where you're saying, okay, well, I'm going to count calories or I'm going to use lean cuisine or Weight Watchers or I'm going to whatever works for you. I, 100%, I support anything that anybody wants to do. Well, that's not detrimental to you in some other health way um, that's a legitimate way to, to change your lifestyle, to lose weight or to get healthier or to uh, lower your blood sugar or to lower your blood pressure, then, you know, you have to get your mind in the right place in order to go down that path and stay down that path. Because it's something that if you do it the right way, then you will continue on that path and you will not fear. And yes, it's going to be hard for a while, but eventually you get used to it. You get into a pattern and occasionally, every once in a while, you go out, you have a, a bigger meal than you're supposed to, and that one day will be a little off. But whatever, you you follow it every other day of the week, so you deserve it, right? It's it's not a simple thing, and I'm not going to make it out to be a simple thing. But it's possible, and it's everyone can do it. Everyone has the capability of overcoming those adversities, those odds, those addictions, those whatever it is. And uh, there are some out there that are incredibly hard that may seem like you're going to die. If you change those patterns, but it's possible. And you just have to have the willpower, the drive and the the desire to want to change. And, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions are no different. And whether you set it up to be on July 1st or you set it up to be on April the 19th, I don't know, whenever it is, just make that change and stick with it. Because, you know, life's too short to be doing things that are uh, not making you happy. So I'm not the I'm not the guy the BL all and all. I, I have my vices. I do things I shouldn't do, but everybody does. Everybody's in this life has got to do some things that are kind of bad for him. It's part of the fun of life is doing things that are a little risky, or a little kind of off the beaten path, or a little, you know, different than what you should be doing in your everyday life. But why not? You only go around one time. And I just had my uh, annual physical, which has been, when I say annual, I haven't had a physical in, I don't know, probably like a decade. Had a biometric screening. I'm healthy. All my levels are good. As a 41-year-old dude, there's a lot of things to worry about um, health-wise. And I have seemed to manage to balance everything to the point where doctor had no complaints. Yeah, maybe I could lose five or six pounds. But I'm continuing to, to work out in a a moderate level i'm not trying to be ryan reynolds with a you know six-pack ab i just want to be um you know at a decent weight and feel decent about myself and i do and that's all you have to do moderation man everything is moderation so let's go ahead and jump into the next song because i feel like tony robbins and my teeth aren't nearly big enough for that dude i said dude twice this is a song called jet it's by basement it's off of the uh, ep that i was talking about earlier and when we come back, we'll close out the show. So here we go.
0: Happy morning, there's a night that's finished rising. When I wake to share my ache, your eyes. Close that crying up is down, and it is out.
1: Jet by Basement, and thank you for listening to uh, episode 168 of the Sunshine, Sunshine, Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. And I apologize if I got a little bit uh, overly, like I said, Tony Robbins for you, but it just kind of happens. So, um, if you like this show and you want to check out other stuff by me or want to see what else I got going on, uh, head over to Facebook. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K P A N T S. Uh, you can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at joelhappypants. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe Blueberry, and the podcast dot com as well as soon on Google Play when that happens. Uh, check out 40 going on 14. You can find it 40go14.com iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe Blueberry the musings of a geek podcast network and streaming saturdays at noon on geek life radio also find us on facebook uh send us an email at 40 go 14 at gmail.com or voicemail 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727 or uh, hop over to twitter go to 40 go 14 and find us there uh the coffin joe casts you can find on itunes Talkshoe, to libsyn and stitcher uh, email CoffinJoeCast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or voicemail 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. And if you'd like to be a third co-host on that show, we are always looking for additional people, whether you are a full-time podcaster or have never done one in your life. We'd love to have you on, so let us know. Also, check out the Creeper Cast with Jason, Jeff, and Mike. You can listen to the podcast on uh, iTunes as well as creepercast.com. Check out my reviews, my um, top 10 list for 2015 that just got released, uh, articles, etc. It's all there. And uh, the show is currently going to be down for a revamp of the site as well as some new content and things. So I'm a little behind. I've got two reviews that I've been sitting on for a while that I just can't seem to finish. Plus, I know there's at least one article that I've had done for months that uh, hasn't gone live yet. So that should be coming hopefully in the new year. But uh, if you'd like to contribute to that as a horror fiction writer or a reviewer or whatever, uh, Jeff is always looking for help. So let him know. Uh, all the music tonight was provided to us by Basement. Go to basementuk.com. Check out everything that's there. Buy the music from them. Look for the new album, Promise Everything, coming out January 29th. It's going to be a killer. I already know this. Um, and yeah, support local record stores as well. If you want to get the music there on vinyl or CD, go and order it. Give them your money. Uh, check out my blog at a momentary lapse with Joel.blogspot.com or my online comic strip that is Did uh, Gregory the Really Angry Robot. Just go to Facebook, look it up, you will find it there. Um, I apologize if this felt a little rushed, but I was trying to get through in time to make dinner and I succeeded. I don't know if this is going to be an hour long show or not, but it is a Sunshine Happy Pants hour ish, so it's somewhere in that wheelhouse. Hopefully, I can keep up the momentum next week and be just as exuberant and excited and vivacious. I sound like Jane Mansfield all of a sudden. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the last song after the outro is the closing song also on the album, Color Me in Kindness. So it seemed uh, apropos. It's a good finishing song. I love the drum parts in it. It makes me happy. So the song is called Wish. It's by Basement. And I'll leave you with this. Whether it's New Year's or any other day of the week, if you resolve to make a change... Stick with it, and if you need help, let me know. I'm here for you. Love you guys. See you next week, kids.